Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this opportunity for your word. We thank you that your word does not return unto you void. So we declare in the name of Jesus that this word will go forth like a flame of fire out of my mouth, destroying the works of the enemy in the lives of your people. Father, I thank you that you look, you watch over your word to perform it. And I thank you for your word being performed in the lives of your people, Father. I thank you. I yield my mouth to the Holy Spirit. I connect my tongue to my spirit and I speak as the very oracles of God, the very mouthpiece of God. Make my tongue of a pen of a ready writer. And thank you for holy boldness. I speak forth your word with boldness, with clarity, with power. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? Grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural utterance that, that Lord, I thank you for this boldness. I thank you for the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gifts of the spirit. Father, those that you desire to manifest today. I thank you for the graces that you've placed upon my life. And I operate in those graces, not as a mere man, but as a child of God, Father. Someone who's been recreated. Someone who has the Spirit of God within and upon. Father, I thank you for leading and guiding and directing. I thank you, Father, for our lives will never be the same. Our church will never be the same. And from this place, the world is changing. We're making the world a better place and preparing for the return of Christ. Thank you, Father, for all the things that you're doing. Oh, oh, Father, you are the God of dreams. And give us, I thank you for giving us uh, dreams. Um, dreams. That we may dream dreams. Dreams from heaven. Dreams that will advance the kingdom. I thank you for the spirit of creativity. That we are creative beings. And then, Lord, we will begin to create even more intentional. And, Lord, I pray that you'll destroy those things we've created that was not of you. Lord, burn those things up. I'm not talking about people, but I'm talking about our, um, our habits and things that we have done that brought nightmares. <laughs> and, Father, remove those things and destroy those things. For Jesus, the word of God declares in 1 John that you are manifested to destroy the works of Satan, the works of the devil. So even any dreams that are from the enemy destroy those things. And I thank you by the inner witness and the spirit of God within, we create godly dreams. We, we create kingdom dreams. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. Um, we, we're going to um, talk about um, something. Uh, we, we're going to continue about dreams. We, we, we started talking about faith for your dreams. Faith for your dreams. And today, 
uh, I'm going to give you a title, but this title will actually um, become a series somewhere along the lines, somewhere. Um, but I, I believe that these things will minister to you as we applied last week about faith for your dreams. How many were blessed by that? Amen. We're encouraged about having faith for your dreams. There's some dreams that God has given us. He's the God of dreams. I was going to name the sermon God of dreams, but then I did a just a Google search and it, it brought up some other stuff. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that might not be a good title. <laughs> it was like some mythology and all that stuff. I was like, oh, no, we ain't doing that. Everybody go to the YouTube. It blow up like a thousand, but they looking for the God, that type of that God. But um, instead, uh, we're going to use a name that Daniel actually came up for um, we're considering for our youth ministry. It's called Kingdom Creatives. Kingdom Creatives. So I'm a, I, I took that and we're going to use that for the sermon. So everybody say Kingdom, Kingdom. Creatives. Creatives. Okay, so we're going to, throughout the Bible, you'll see the Lord giving people dreams. Um, just from the beginning, if you read Genesis all the way to Revelation, there God deals with people in dreams. God deals with people in visions, uh, visitations from angels and visitations from the Son of Man. And we, we see this again and again and again and again and again that, that God does speak through dreams. How many know that God speaks through dreams? We're not to be led totally by dreams, but God can lead us by dreams. Let, 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 me, let me say that again. I don't want you, now don't go seeking some dreams and don't go pursuing what you see in the dreams, but God can speak to us in dreams. There's a scripture in Job, it says that God speaks once, he speaks twice, um, and he speaks in dreams and visions. And God will speak to us about things and so forth in dreams. He led Joseph, the the natural father of Jesus in a dream to lead, to get out of a certain area for the protection of the Christ. And the Lord will deal with us with dreams, but I don't want to talk about that type of dreams today, right? The, the, the spiritual aspects of him speaking. Sometimes when God cannot communicate to us and we're not open to hear him while we're up, he, he has to go another route, which is through dreams. So dreams can be a low form of communication from God because he can't get your attention while you're up. <laughs> so people are like, I got dreams. I got... That just means you, you're less sensitive. <laughs> uh, you're not as sensitive as you think you are. So therefore, he has to wait till you get some downtime. Your mind is not wondering and stick a dream in there to get your attention. If you ever, and, and I just fell impressed to this, I heard um, a, a man of God say this years ago and it changed my life and it happened as soon as, like a couple of days after he said it. He says, if you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you feel like, or in the morning, and you feel like your heart is about to jump out of your chest, that is a warning from God. You know, pay attention to that. And, and that happened to me. I had a, uh, my aunt who went home to be with the Lord last year. She was dating this knucklehead. And, and in the dream, I saw him verbally abusing him, her. And then I saw him beginning to physically abuse her. And my heart, when I woke up, my heart was beating so fast, it felt like it was going to jump out of my chest. And I remember what the man of God said. And that day I began to pray for my aunt. And I told my grandmother. My grandmother confronted my aunt. 
And guess what happened? It was happening as I was dreaming. The guy was verbally abusing her and he began to physically abuse her. He was a big time drug dealer at the time. And the Lord will, and it was through that dream that she got out of that relationship. And then there was another time that it happened again. And I had a dream of my cousin being um, behind, like some guys had backed her up behind the wall and, and she was about to be raped. And, 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 and I began to pray for her protection. I told her the dream. She says, I want to tell you that that was trying to happen, but it did not happen. So God sometimes will give you a dream, I'm talking about spiritual dream, to warn you, and you can do nothing about it. So that in that case, you are to pray and prepare. The other time, he'll give you a dream where you can pray and make a difference in that situation. Sometimes you can pray and change a situation. I'm talking about specifically with other people. And other times you can't. Other times it's a preparation for what is to come. You, you, you know, sometimes you may know that someone's about to die and God will prepare you for their death. You can pray and pray and pray and pray and come against death, but sometimes God prepares you. And sometimes he warns you. Sometimes he allows you to change it through prayer. Amen. And so I don't want us to be ignorant of those things. So sometimes the Spirit of the Lord will lead us in those dreams and he'll give you a dream. He'll speak to you in a dream. And everything that you dream like that, it has to be in line and in sync with scriptures. It's not going to be something crazy. Uh, again, I imagine Joseph thought his dream, it was crazy. Everybody bowing down before him. And he went around sharing that dream and, you know, it got him in prison. <laughs> it got him into slavery. And so... It, it's important that you don't share your dreams with everybody. Let's just be careful about that. And But I'm talking about some a, a dream beyond just that aspect. I'm talking about um, this. We used this definition last week. It's called a visionary creation of the imagination. A visionary creation of the imagination. A strongly desired goal or purpose to consider as a possibility. Uh, 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 imagine. A cherished hope or ambition or aspiration. That's what I'm talking about today. When I talk about kingdom creatives, I'm talking about having a dream that a goal or a purpose, something big in your heart from the Lord. We saw from last week that Nehemiah, God placed it in his heart to build the walls again. God will give you a dream and he expects you to release your faith and to do the possible for in that dream. Amen. He is the God of dreams. He gives us dreams to reveal something to people and give us dreams for us to use our imagination to think big. There's a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. I believe Walt Disney, he, he believed, he thought big. I believe that we should think big. There's a scripture in Romans 1 that often as a teenager, I, it often like just puzzled me because I, I, I do think that we limit ourselves. Romans 1, let's go over there. Romans 1. Romans 1. Thank you, Lord. We're, we're talking about kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. Yeah. Creatives. You and I have been created in the image of God, and we, we have been ordained by God to create some things. 
to create some things. Amen. So Romans chapter one, verse 30, let's look there. So this is talking about a rebellious people. And it, it starts out with 28, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God gave, God gave them up to a debased mind um, to do what ought not to be done. And they're filled with unrighteousness and so forth. And verse 30 talks about slanders, haters of God. Can you believe there's some people who are haters of God? I mean, it's one thing to hate you, right? Haters. But then there's some other people who hate God. They really hate God. Haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful. And this is the thing that got me. Inventors of evil. Inventors of evil. There are people inventing evil things. And I believe that that creativity, not the evil thing that they're creating, comes from the Lord. And you and I can create some good things for God. Amen. Next week, I was going to do it this week, but next week we're going to talk about something about the imagination and using our imagination imagination and redeeming our imagination for the things of God. But this right here, um, I believe that we are to dream some big things and invent some things for God. The word creative is often used, you know, social media and different things, but it actually means having the ability to create. Having the ability to create is characterized about by originality of thought. I know that when you're writing a paper, at least at Rutgers, the State University of New Brunswick, you uh, they, they take plagiarism really seriously. And it's not only word for word, but it's actually a, a thought. You're taking a thought from somebody else. I think all ministers, all pastors are guilty of plagiarism because we read a lot of stuff and we read, we prayed and listened to something. We hear a commercial and get a thought and God begins to work on that thought. I, I just think we're guilty. And so some things you may hear of Dr. Miles Moreau, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagan, uh, my dad, different people, you're going to hear a mixture. So I can't give you credit for everything, right? Some people say, you know, pastor needs to get up and give credit to all oh, this then I'll be up here forever just giving credits. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think anything, I mean, I'm building on the forefathers and St. Augustine, who's from Africa, by the way, St. Augustine, I'm building upon his thoughts. <laughs> so I got to go all the way back. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. Um, so this right here, creative, having the ability to create, having a shorn imagination. Imagination is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. God has given us our imaginations, and we need to use it for his glory. Let's, use, let's employ this thing that the devil sometimes hunts us and gives us bad imaginations. Uh, designed to or tending to stimulate the imagination. That's what it means to create, be a creative. Now, kingdom, there's a lot of talk about the kingdom of God, right? And, and a lot of false doctrines around the kingdom of God. And sometimes people have taught the kingdom of God in a way that has reduced it to an earthly kingdom. And they relate it to the kingdoms that are upon the earth. But when Jesus and the apostles and the writers of the New Testament talked about kingdoms, it was in a different mindset. And this is what they had in mind. When they refer to kingdom, they're referring to the rule and the authority of the king. They're talking about the spirit of God's rule. So when we talk about kingdom, we're not talking about, you know, people want to separate the gospel of Jesus from the gospel of the kingdom. And that's just error. And it's got a lot of people off. But when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, he's referring to the rule, the reign, the spirit of God's 
authority. So kingdom creatives is dealing with people who are in the kingdom and they are creating some things that will advance the kingdom. Amen. So with that said, go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. This is a familiar passage. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You, you're familiar with this. You should be. It says, but seek first um, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Everybody say things shall be added or will be added to you. The kingdom of God is filled with things. And there's nothing wrong with having things. Come on. I want you to get free in your thinking that God wants you to have some things. He's not afraid of you having things. He just doesn't want the things to have you. And so he will add some things to you. I don't know about you, but I want his addition. And I want his subtraction. And I want his multiplication. And I want his division. He will divide. He will conquer. He will, he will multiply me. And he will, he will subtract and add some things. Amen. So this scripture tells us, seek first. The first thing we should seek is the kingdom of God. Everything we do in life should be a kingdom focus, kingdom mindset. Kingdom thinking, kingdom living, kingdom dreaming, kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we know where to test these things. So when it comes to dreams, some of us have some dreams, right? You should, if you don't have any dreams, I'm going to show you how to receive some dreams from God. And I'm not talking about the spiritual aspect of dreams that we just finished talked about. I'm talking about having some goals, some purposes, some vision for your life. Uh, I, I don't think we're, we're, and people often will say, well, my dream is God's dream. Or my, my, you know, my desire is just to do his will. And that is a lazy way of thinking because they have left up to God what God has left up to them. You can't do that. Uh, I just, whatever, whatever he wants from me. Okay, so what do you want? Whatever he wants. It's like the woman with the um, coming to America, and, and she's like, whatever you like, right? I, 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 no, that's not the way the kingdom of God works. He uses your personality. Let's think about the human authors of the Bible and how God used their knowledge of writing. Their, you know, Peter wasn't as educated as Paul, so he, his Greek knowledge and his, his vocabulary is limited, and he only has a couple epistles, but Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So the more he knew, the more God was able to use. Moses was raised up in Pharaoh's house for those who are against education. Uh, I don't understand somebody feel called to the ministry and yet they don't go to school. People often, oh, I'm called, I'm called, I'm called, I'm called. Go to school. You wouldn't go to a doctor that didn't go to school. So why should somebody submit to your theology and your rulership and your leadership when you haven't been to train? To rightly divide the word. All right, that's another subject. Uh, it is like, why call? You know, I'm called. So what? <laughs> Go to school. Do something with the call. Well, he calls the unqualified. But, well, become qualified. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't you know? Don't stay unqualified. <laughs> become qualified. So here uh, we we see the the human writers. Moses was raised up in Pharaoh's house, and you know Pharaoh had the best education of his day. 
I mean, he made sure that his kids had the best education. Don't you think God had in mind that he was going to use Moses to write a significant portion of the Old Testament? So God trained him with the best knowledge, best languages, and, and so that he can use it later on for his glory. <clears throat> so the kingdom of God. So, uh, so with those things in mind, we, we we're to test things. First John chapter 4, verse 1, it's talking about testing false doctrine. It says, um, test the spirits whether or not they're from God or not. So we're to do a lot of testing. We're to examine a lot of things around us, a lot of things that um, you hear people teaching, you know, people talking about, you know, um, the third eye. I guess that's a big thing right now, right? With prophets and they're, they're, when I was in Uganda, I was talking to a man of God and he was talking about some of these prophets, some, not all, are going and they're, they can read mail and they can tell you specific things, but they're using what they call the third eye, right? To, to, to utilize that. You could tap into the supernatural through the devil. There's two doors into the supernatural, Jesus and Satan. And so just because they give you a, a, a word and tell you something about yourself doesn't mean that they're from God. Don't be moved. Somebody tells you everything about your life. Okay. You can do Google. I mean, you can actually do a Google search, pay like, I think, $12 a month, and they let you do a free thing and find people's numbers and, and find out where they lived at. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's I, don't be moved by it. And, and some, some stuff is just a spirit. It's a um, familiar spirit. So don't be moved by those things. Somebody give you a word. Praise God. It's a word. I got, I want the book. I don't want a word. I want the words of God. I want all of the book. I don't, I, I can't live off of a word. I need the word or the words of Christ, the word from Genesis to Revelation. I need words of Moses and mo words from the prophets and words from the psalmist and, and words from the, the four evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I need words from Acts and, and words from epistles and words from John. I need the words. I don't need a word. If, if I get a word, praise God for a word, but the word will guide my life. I'm not building my life on prophecy. All right? We bring prophets here. Praise the Lord. And they give you a word. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You get a word. But give me the sentence. Give me the, the paragraph. Give me the chapter. Give me the book. Give me the 66 books. Amen. I can live off of that, not a prophet. Amen. A prophecy. Amen. I'm not against prophets. I'm not against words or prophecy. What I'm saying to you, we not despise those things, but we got to test everything. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, real quick. Go over there, real quick. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So if you get a vision... You get a dream, you got to test it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and let's look at verse 21. It says, and it tells you not to, verse 20 says, do not despise prophecies. So don't despise prophecies. But instead, verse 21, but test everything. Everybody say, test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Okay, so we need to hold fast to what is good. It says, King James says, hold fast to that which is good or to prove all things. Test everything. This, is, this can be applicable. Specifically, this is talking about prophecy, but it could be applied to your dreams. Test everything. You need to test your dreams. Test your motives. Examine yourself, Paul says, to see whether or not you're in the faith. And so the, there are dreams from the Lord and there's dreams from ourselves and from others. Yeah. 
And so we are to test our dreams. So I'm going to give you the 10 things that John Maxwell put in this book called and Put Your Dreams to the Test. So here are 10 key questions that John Maxwell is asking us to look at when it comes to our dreams. The first one is, is my dream really my dream? This is an ownership question. Is my dream really my dream? Is it something that perhaps my parents dreamed about for me? Uh, perhaps my parents wanted me to go to Harvard? Is it really my dream to go to Harvard? <laughs> is it my dream to be a doctor or, or, or in ministry? So you got you to gotta ask your question. Is my dream really my dream? Number two, this is the clarity question. Do I clearly see my dream? I've asked, when I was in Uganda, I asked people, what is your dream? And some of the kids were like, I just want to pass the exam. <laughs> I was like, Lord, this is not big enough. I'm sure the Lord is saying this about me when I come with my dreams. And so uh, do I clearly see my dream? That's clarity. Number three, the reality question. Am I depending on factors within my control to achieve my dream. Let me say it again. Am I depending on factors within my control to achieve my dream? We can get this to you uh, this week. Am I depending? Do I have the makeup? I don't believe that a kid can do whatever they want to do. Um, I know Nas wrote a song called I Can, I Can, I Can, right? That sounds good. And, and we tell kids, well, people used to tell kids, you can do whatever you want to do. I, I know what they're trying to say, right? Uh, it's believe in yourself, believe that you can do that. Now, some religious folks like, I don't believe, I only believe in God. I only believe in myself. To believe in oneself is to believe in God. All right. Uh, when I believe in God, my strength and my faith in myself gets stronger. To know oneself is to know God. To know God is to know oneself. John Calvin. All right. So can, can I depend on the factors? Do I have the graces? Do I have... You know, do I have the, the bandwidth to actually do what my dreams is calling me to do? The next one is the passion question. The passion question. Does my dream compel me to follow it? Does my dream compel me to follow it? Is it so big? How many know that we, we go after things bigger than ourselves? And, and I love to be connected with something bigger than myself. Is it compelling me to follow? Does it call me out of my sleep? Do I dream about it? Do I think about it? Do I eat it? Do I see others doing what I want to do? You know, what, 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 is that the, that's the passion question. And then the other one is the pathway question, the pathway question. Do I have a strategy strategy? to reach my dream? Do I have a strategy to reach my dream? Am I just dreaming? Or do I, am I putting things in place? Am I writing down things that I can do? You know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you walk a thousand miles is one step at a time. So how do you get to your dream? One thought at a time. One strategy at a time. Are you walking towards it? Um, if God called you to be a doctor, they, they said, you know, it takes some amount, certain amount of years, maybe 10 years. Well, people look at the 10 years and say, oh, my goodness, it's going to be 10 years for me to be a doctor. Well, guess what? The 10 years are going to come regardless. So why not come with your degree and you working on your dream? Uh, uh, am I ever going to get out of debt? One bill at a time. 
one payment at a time. The least I could do is take what they put on the credit card statement, and they said, if you pay the minimum, it's going to take you X amount of years, right? And then they give you another one. It's like, if you pay this amount, you could be debt-free in three years. And maybe you can't make the big payments, but maybe you can do the three-year the three payment. Because three years are going to come. And guess what? Before you know it, you look up and be like, man, I paid for this. I think sometimes it comes to our dreams. We, we think it's so big and so impossible. It starts out one thought at a time, one step, one action. You got to start somewhere. It, you know, people talk a lot about stuff and I want to do this and I want to do this and, and I want to help people this. But you got to start somewhere. If you don't ever start, there's nothing for, for God to add and bless. He blessed what? The work of our hands. And if your hands are not touching anything, there's nothing for him to bless. So you got to think some thoughts that you never had before. I've seen people, they, they oh, I, I have a call. What do you want to do? I just want to preach. What does that mean, preach? You're not called to everybody. You can't preach to everybody. You can't reach to everybody, right? So that, that's something that you got to think of. Do I have a strategy to reach my dream? The next one is the people question. Have I included the people I need to realize my dream? Have I included the people I need to realize my dream? Sometimes you got to put together a team to help you fulfill your dream. So you might have a coach, you might have a mentor. I think sometimes we make the mistake, if we get one mentor, we think that one mentor has everything we need. <laughs> Let me get a life coach. That life coach may help you with one thing, but not everything, right? Maybe you need a mentor financially. Maybe you need a mentor to help you spiritually. You, maybe you need a mentor for business. Maybe you need a mentor in the area that you want to fulfill your dream in. So you can have multiple mentors. Are you with me, right? Yeah. I, I think sometimes people think like, oh, I think that, you know, you, you're my mentor, so I want you to help me with everything my whole life. I said, no, I can't do that because I'm not specialized in everything. I go to the specialists. I go to people who are, who, who are good in one area, but I don't expect them to help me in, in spiritual areas. Oh, no, you, you garbage with that. <laughs> you may be good with my money, but you're not good with thinking about giving and sowing and, 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 and reaching souls for the money's sake. You can help me naturally, but some other stuff, you, you garbage. Are, are you with me? My, I, I got a banging new doctor because my doctor is retiring and I'm upset about it. I can't believe he was. I told him not to retire until I'm dead. But he was already old before I came to him. But I said, like, you can't retire. This is like my dentist. I said, you cannot retire until I'm dead in my grave. And he said, well, in the next five years, I'm retiring. So this just hurt my little feeling. So Courtney's like, go to this doctor. I think he'll be good. I went to him. He helped me out. I said, I will never leave you. I will fly to the ends of the world. He's Indian. I will fly to the ends of the world for you. He changed my life. Um, did I tell you about my knee? And how my knee was swollen and they found all this fluid. They pulled all this fluid out. And um, he's just like, did it. With, I had no pain. I said, oh, I love you. I love Jesus and I love you. <laughs> I'm married to you. And so you leave. You better not die. I'm going to raise you from the dead. I, I, seriously, <laughs> I said, you die before I die. I'm going to raise you up. If you retire, I'm coming after your retirement. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm sorry. I got excited. Um, have I included, 
that doctor is needed part of my dream, right? Because he's concerned about my body. What do you do? I'm a minister. I'm a pastor. I, I travel. I preach. Okay, I need you to make me look good and help me feel good. I need my dentist. I need you to make my teeth good. I, I need all my teeth, right? Uh, and I need you to help me resolve all these issues and so forth. And those are the things that you need to think about when you include other people, naturally and spiritually and financially and so forth. Next one, the cost question. Am I willing to pay the price for my dream? Some people will dream all day, but will not pay the price. How many know it's going to cost you something to fulfill the dream that God has given you? It's not going to be an easy road. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Sometimes people think because God gave me a dream, then it's automatically going to be fulfilled. That's the theology of sovereignty. They think that everything is everything that God wants because I have a dream from him. Your dream can be aborted if you don't do your part. And the scripture tells us that we are co-laborers together with him. We got we to gotta work with God. Everybody say, I got to work with God. Now, I'm going to do something. I hate pastors to do this. I don't hate them. I hate when they do this. Turn to your name and say, I, we got to work with God. Turn to your other name and say, we got to work with God. All right, so you got to work with God. God, this is like the young lady that came up to receive the Holy Ghost in Uganda. Two of them. It was two of them. And they were like, I receive, 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 I receive. I, receive. I said, listen, you're not going to speak in tongues if you keep doing that. I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive. And I wanted to tell her to shut up. My natural flesh was like, shut up. You're not going to receive anything from God. Stop saying that. Open your mouth and let the Spirit of God feel it. And I just walked away. And she did not receive, right, at that time. I pray that she will later on. But sometimes we don't do our part. We got to work with God. You can hear the message of salvation, and, 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 but unless you confess and you believe, you will not be saved. All right, let's go. I'm sorry. I'm getting caught up in the questions. Um, the, um, am I willing? The next one, am I moving closer to my dream? Am I moving closer to my dream? The next one, does working towards my dream bring satisfaction? How many know that he's a God that satisfies? And God will satisfy your heart as you fulfill the thing that you were born to do. Your goals, your purpose, your, you know, all that's mixed together. And the last, does my dream benefit others? Go, go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Does my dream benefit others? God is not going to give you a dream to just satisfy your life, but it will be a blessing to somebody else. It is beyond you. God blesses you to be a blessing. He prospers you to prosper other people. He gives you joy, more than enough joy, so you can bring some joy to somebody else. He answers your prayers so that you can pray for some other people. Come on. God never thinks just about you, but he's always thinking about somebody else. <sighs> Genesis 1, 26, 27, familiar passage. Then God said, let us make, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. <clears throat> and so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth to so do it and don't have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. All right, so let's take a look at this. As we think about kingdom creatives and having that dream, fulfilling that dream that God has, 
First, we are, we are made in the image of God. God is a dreamer. He is constantly dreaming. Did you hear me? God has dreams. Um, he, he actually, when he created Adam and Eve, he had a dream to have a big fat, I almost used the word, old word that I used to use, a big fat family. God wanted a big fat family. That's, that, that is the heart of God. That's the dream of God. He wanted Adam and Eve to produce fruit and other children so that they could be part of the family. You know, that's still God's family, God's dream is to have a big family. He sent Jesus so that he can have a big family. He sold Jesus so he can have other sons and daughters in Christ. And so God is after a family. He wanted other people to be just like Jesus. He enjoyed his fellowship so much with Jesus that he wanted other people to be just like him. So God has that on his mind. And so he is a creative being. How many know God is creative? Um, you think about the stars, you think about the moon, you think about the earth and, 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 and universe. God is big. He's enormous. He's fat. There's nothing small about God. There's nothing skinny about God. He is big. He is a big God. And he wants to show his bigness in your life. I'm telling you, I'm tired of not to being an average Christian who have no dreams, no ambition. I don't like being around people like that. Like, what do you want? I don't know. I'm just satisfied. I'm just, as long as I have something to eat, I'm okay. That's small thinking. You don't, you, you, you're, that's selfish thinking. Because God wants to bless a whole lot of people through your life, whether through your prayers, through your giving, through your living, through your words, through your social media account, whatever. He wants to be big in your life. And I'm here to tell you, we got to release God to be big in us. God is as big as you can believe him to be in your life. He's big all by himself, but you need to magnify him in your life by doing what you were born to do by dreaming the dreams that he's placed in your heart and walking towards that, those big dreams. Begin to dream big, think big, and pray big, and ask for big, and do big. Amen? Get increase on your mind. God has increase on his mind for you and your family. Amen? Glory to God. Y'all got me preaching in this church this morning. I'm telling you, God says, let them have dominion. He expects us to rule and to reign. So many of us are allowing our circumstances to rule and reign over us. But God expects us to rule and reign over it. So, you know, the devil is always busy in our minds and, and on our shoulders and in our emotions. But he should be under our feet. According to Ephesians chapter 1, God has put all things under his, on the feet of Christ. And, and Christ is the head and I'm the body. The devil should be under my feet, not in my head or on my shoulder or in my emotions or in my thoughts or in my imagination. The playground of the mind. God gave us his playground so we can play and, and, and act like God. Think big like God. Start creating our world like God. You know, I, I, I want some harmony and, and I want some peace and, and I want some trees. And, and, you know, God's peace is the way he lives at all times. So when I experience his peace, that's how God lives 24-7 a day. I'm telling you, he lives in constant peace. He's not moved by what's happening in the world. He's still on the throne. Okay. Antichrist, whatever. Because the son of God is going to come. At, at the appearance of the son of God will destroy the son of perdition. <laughs> his very appearance is going to destroy Satan and his cohorts. Come on. And he's turning around. He's like, I'm going to throw Satan in the everlasting, non bottomless pit. <laughs> he's going to be falling forever. Just like he fell from heaven. He's going to experience that forever. 
So why should I be afraid of this guy, this being who has tormented and deceived the nations? We will say, as, as the scripture tells us, this is the being that have deceived the nations. Oh my. Didn't really have power. He had some, but it was what we gave him. We gave him authority. If the devil's in your life, you have given him authority. And scripture tells us, let give no place to Satan. Where have we given Satan place? In our minds, in our lives, in our money, in our body. If you don't eat right, it's going to affect your body. If you, if you don't sleep right, it's going to affect your body. You're giving place to the devil. If you worry, there is fruitless fruit. There's no fruit from worry. But death is, is meant to kill you. And so we're, we're to dream big. He's, he's given us dominion on the earth. We, we are to rule. We're not to rule other people, but we're to rule over our lives. Ru Romans 5 says we're to rule the one who died for us. What do you mean ruling? You, you, you sound like we're supposed to be vice regents. We're to working together with God, ruling and executing his will upon the earth. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go here real quick. Second um, Peter chapter one. 2 Peter chapter one. We're talking about king, kingdom creatives. Um, I, we we have this. We have the spirit of create, creativity inside of us, and we're creating something. What are you creating? You're creating something. You, you're dreaming something. Maybe you're dreaming a nightmare, and maybe you need the Lord to help you destroy that. Uh, what what are you dreaming for God? Uh, I'm just, I just want my prayers answered. Okay, uh, what kind of prayers are you praying? Are you praying big prayers? The kind of prayers that require God. Second Timothy, I mean, Second Peter chapter two, I mean, chapter one, I'm sorry, verse three and four says this. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us, everybody say to us, his, his precious and very great promises. Everybody say promises. That's plural, right? God has given us some promises. There are over 6,000 promises in the Bible, and most Christians that I know barely tap into any of them. I'm telling you, you got some promises from God that you need to cling on to, and I'm telling you, if you don't use those promises, I'm going to use them for you. <laughs> I'm telling you, get greedy enough to say, I want everything that God has for me, everything that Jesus died for, I want to walk in. He only not only died for my sins, but he died for me to have my dream from God. Help me. He died for me to walk towards that dream and fulfill that dream. He's given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. I have what it takes. I have what it takes. You have what it takes. You're not just a survivor. You're more than a conqueror. You can do the impossible with God. I'm telling you, if you get a hold of God and let God get a hold of you, you can do the impossible. If you're just living just like everybody else, what's the difference between you and the unbeliever? God expects us to utilize his word and use it, utilize the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit within us. Some, some of us have the Holy Spirit in heaven for years, and he's done little to nothing in our lives. I'm telling you, he wants to finish the work that he started. He didn't give you the Holy Spirit for you to just sit back and be defeated, but he's given you victory. Glory to God. He says, giving us all things pertaining to life and godliness, and goes on. He's granted to us his precious and very great, everyone say great, 
promises. God's given us some promises so that through what them, the promises, that you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that's in the world because of sinful desire. Here, God has given us promises to escape what the world is experiencing. What the world is going through does not have to be our portion. We have promises that he has given so that we don't experience the law of sin and death, but the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, according to Romans 8, 1 and 2. And so we can do the impossible. We have his DNA. We have his spirit. Everything that God is, is inside of you and I. Let me say that again. Everything that God is, is inside of you and I. And 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We got the greater one on the inside of us. And we don't put him to work. We need to put him to work. Holy Spirit wants to do more than what he's been doing in our lives. He wants to change us. He wants to give us truth and revelation, insight and illumination. He wants to guide us into the will of God. There's people I know who pray in tongues and, and they pray a little bit. And, and I know people pray in, the, in their native tongue. They pray a little bit and, 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 and they walk with God a little bit. And, and, but it's never a victory. It's, it's, it's never to a place of, of, of where there's satisfaction in God, that, that I don't have to always go to God every time I sin, which you should do, but, but that it has to be more than just sin. It has, my, my, my relationship, my covenant with God should not just be over me asking for forgiveness over and over again or asking for something to need, that I need. Thank God for that. We have those scriptures, but we also there's some things that he wants us to venture out into. Glory to God. Um, let's go to Mark 9, 20. Well, let me just quote it and go while, while I'm quoting it, go to first Corinthians chapter two. And then I have one more scripture. Then I'm gonna let you go. Um, first, I'm gonna go to first Corinthians chapter two. Oh, let's go to first Corinthians chapter two. And I'm going to read Mark 9, 23, Mark 9, 23. I said it last week. And I, I think I said it the week before too. Uh, I wasn't here the week before my bad. Uh, Mark nine, um, verse 23 says this, um, and Jesus said to him, if you can, everybody say, if I can, if I can. all things are possible for, for one who believes. So it's never based on God's ability, but it's always based on our ability to receive. It's not based on God's ability. You know, I know he can. I know he will. But do I have the ability to receive? Do I have the ability to walk in and, and to, to, to do that? If you can, Jesus said, all things are possible. If you can, and, and, and I, I believe that if we become kingdom creatives, if we start believing for big things and thinking big things, you know, your mind has a place in the realm of faith. You can't just make faith confessions and think low thoughts. You got to think in line with the word of God. And, and your confession can help train your way of thinking. But you got you to think. You got to have your thoughts. And the scripture tells us that um, any thoughts that have exalted itself against the knowledge of God, we're to cast down. So God has made us stewards over our thinking. 
We can't stop birds from coming through, but we can stop them from making a nest in our thoughts. We can't, in other words, you can't stop thoughts from coming through, but you don't have to think upon those thoughts. I, I'm telling you, you can have all godly thoughts all the time, but if they don't settle in your mind, you're okay. You got victory. And so we got to get rid of some stinking thinking, some ways of thinking that has hindered our faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Real quick, let's go there. Y'all ready? Kingdom creatives. Um, dreaming big thoughts. Dreaming big, big dreams. God has some dreams for us. Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Well, just, just... As you read the Bible and you pray, you, you begin to want more. Think about, you know, have you noticed that if you get around or read or expose yourself to other people's way of living, you, you kind of start desiring that? You, 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 you can only desire what, you, what you've been exposed to, right? And if you've only been exposed to a few things, when I went in Qatar, uh, I saw a, a shower that I've never seen before. I'm like, what? I took a picture and sent it to Courtney. She's like, that's what I've been talking about. I'm like, well, I never saw this. I only saw I seen it was been in America, right? Just a little thing, you know. But, but growing up, I didn't have a shower. I had a bathtub. I can't even think about taking a bath now. It's nasty. You're, you're dirty. I mean, just like it's on the side. I remember the dirt being on the side of the thing. You have to use the comic. I, mean, I know y'all been rich all your life. But I had the little comic and the little scrub, and I had to scrub it. Mom was like, scrub that thing. I, you know, I mean, but I actually, like, man, I mean, when I got a shower, I was like, man, there's more to life than a bathtub. And then now there's a double. There's a, I saw a double shower thing in Qatar. I was like, man, this is life. <laughs> I've been thinking, <laughs> don't laugh at me. You used to know what you know, right? But if you haven't been exposed to anything else but what you know, then you'll be stuck in that. The Holy Spirit wants us to have more, to think more, to be more. There's more to life than the way you and I have been living. There, there, there's, there's a bigger way of thinking. Oh, man, if, if we can get this. Um, verse 6, yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it's not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age, we're doomed to pass away. Verse 7, but we impart a secret hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Notice that it's for our glory. God has decreed some things before the ages that are for our glory. Not just for his glory, but for our glory. There's some things that God has for us that is beyond that what we're walking in. He gives an example. Verse 8, none of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written... What no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined. Everybody say imagine. What God has prepared for those who love him. So this scripture, you know, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for his people. I've heard that all my life, and they have stopped there. But listen to this. Verse 10. But these things, everybody said things, God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. So here, tells, this verse tells us that God has these things for us 
eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, hearts have not imagined, but these things have been revealed to us by his spirit. So let me know that if I get with the Holy Spirit, I can tap into those things that he prepared for us before the foundation of the world. I'm telling you, there are some things God has for you. The scripture says he will not withhold any good thing from you if you walk uprightly before him. There's some things he has stored up for you. There's some wisdom he has stored up for you. There's some joy. You, you, you have not known joy that he's going to give you. You have not known peace. You have not known the blessings of the Lord, the prosperity of the Lord. Your marriage is as good as your faith is. And, and, and if you believe God for more, there, there's some realms in your marriage that you can walk in. There's some realms in your singleness that you can walk in. There's some realms in your understanding that you can walk in. I'm telling you, we have been made partakers of the divine nature of God. Glory to God. And it goes on, and you can read it in time. It talks about how, you know, the natural man cannot receive. But verse 16 says, for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct us? But it turns around with the answer. But we have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. So when you're going through, just declare, I have the mind of Christ. I have his thoughts. I have his words. I have his, I, I have his mind, his will, his purpose. Glory to God. My last scripture, Acts chapter 2, verse 16, 17, 18, 19. Uh, it says this. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream what? Dream. Oh, you thought I was crazy. And on the male servant and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So here we see the release of the Holy Spirit. The release of the Holy Spirit to create in our lives. The Holy Spirit wants to create some things in our lives. He has been sent to help us. We have been anointed to create. Say, I am, I'm anointed to create. I'm anointed to create. Acts, based on Acts chapter 2, verse 16 through 18, we're to prophesy, we're to have visions, and we're to have dreams. You thought just receiving the Holy Spirit was just speaking in tongues. But God has something else on his mind beyond just speaking in tongues. It's to produce some prophecy. You're to prophesy to the de de deadness in your life. Use the word of God on your mouth. When God's word gets on your mouth, it becomes creative, creative power. So you need to prophesy to your life. I did a message years ago. You are the prophet on your own life. Begin to declare over your life what God has said to you. Those promises will not be activated if you don't speak them. Of course, there's some promises that regardless of you, right? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But it's not a reality until you speak it over your life. It's, it's like he's done these things and these things have been accomplished, but they're not real until you get them in, on your mouth. You say them with your mouth. I have the mind of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that I'm led by the Spirit of God. He leads me. He guides me. I thank you that I have joy. I thank you that I can do the impossible. I thank you I have faith. I, I, I trust you. All right, um, visions and dreams. God wants to give us these things for us to walk in. So I, have, I ask you these questions. What are you creating? 
Perhaps you're creating a young man, I don't know, his name is Titus, he, he's, a, he's a poet. He creates poems. Perhaps it's songs or, or music. What are you creating? What are you dreaming for the kingdom of God? All right, I, I, let me leave you with this, how to receive your God-given dreams. We hear messages like that, and you're like, oh, I'm going to have big dreams for God. But then what the practic- what's the practicality? How do you live it out? It's one thing to tell me I can have a steak, but don't tell me how to get the steak. That's a different problem. That's a different story. So I want to tell you how to get your dreams, how to receive your dreams, how to begin to dream with the Holy Spirit. We know from Scripture we looked at last week, Psalm 37, verse 4, uh, delight in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. God will place desires in your heart. One of the things that God will teach us or lead us is through desires. He places desires in our hearts. You know, um, you know, people often say, well, the heart is wicked. Outside of Christ, it is. But in Christ, it's not. Because he turns around and tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart. So I can't love him with a wicked heart. So he gives us a, a godly heart, a right heart, a right posture. And, um, and he answers that prayer in the new birth, creating us a clean heart. He answers that through the new birth. In Ezekiel, he says, I'll give you a new heart, a heart of flesh for your heart of stone, and I'll put my spirit within you, and I'll help you to walk in my statutes and my ways. The spirit of God has been released so that we can walk in his ways. We can, we can follow after the Father and follow his dream for our life. So how do you receive this dream? One way is he placed desires in your heart. What are your desires? What do you desire? And if you don't have any desires or you don't know them, pray and ask him to pull those desires up. Lord, give me some right desires. God, I pray that you, you, you consume me with your desires. I don't think we, we've, we've, we've tapped into that more. I think we're looking for the supernatural, or looking for the spectacular amidst in the supernatural. We're looking for something grand, like, oh, let, the heavens, and this is a desire. No, it's just, it's so natural, it's supernatural. <laughs> you, his prompting, his leading is so natural that you'll miss it. I, you heard the story, and I told it on the, the screen. When I was in Uganda, I was praying, and there was a, um, we're, we're, I'm doing a pastor's conference, and the Lord says, call George. And I said, Lord, there's nobody in Uganda named George. That is an African, that's an American name. That's a European name. Ain't nobody in this country named George, let, let alone in the continent of Africa, maybe South Africa, South, South Africa, but surely not in Uganda. And I'm arguing with the Lord. He says, call George. I said, Lord, these people are going to think I'm a false prophet. If I call him, he don't show up. Lord, we're going to have to talk. And so I I said, there's a George here. The Lord says, there's a man named George here. Nobody came up. I said, see, Lord, that's what I'm talking about. This is why I'm not flowing in this office. And he says, so I just said, we're going to pray for George. So I prayed for George. In fact, maybe somebody's streaming. That's easy, right? Easy. Somebody on, on streaming is named George, right? That's the easy way out, right? And so we pray, like, Lord, bless George, whatever's going through, blah, blah, blah. And so then he says, I want you to prophesy to this bishop. I said, Lord, no, I'm not. This bishop got hundreds of pastors under him. He's a businessman, wealthy, and you want me to prophesy? He says, prophesy to him. I said, no, Lord, I'm not going to prophesy to him. And he, we, we're arguing with the Lord. I'm arguing with the Lord. Everybody, because I'm telling you about praying in the spirit now. And, we, I said, and I'm praying in the spirit, and I'm arguing internally. No, I'm not going to prophesy. Prophesy. No, I'm not going to. No. And, and I'm like having this discussion with the Lord. Um, he says, come let us reason. Scripture. I got scripture. So I'm, I'm, I'm like 
reasoning with the Lord. No, Lord, oh, this is going to be stupid. Why am I prophesying to this man? He should be prophesying to me. Oh, prophesy to him. So I get up and I prophesy to him and his wife. They both fall on their knees crying. I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I hope what I said was right. <laughs> so I go, so the service is over. I, I feel like a failure. I feel stupid because George never showed up. So I'm walking. I said, Lord, this is a failure. Let me go pray in tongues. I'm not eating today. For the next three days, I'm going to fast. So I'm walking, and everybody's like, oh, that was a good sermon. I was like, garbage. <laughs> you know, I just walk. So I go, and, and as soon as I get towards the car, my host pastor said, he, I don't know why he does this. He calls me Pastor PD. Pastor PD! I said, you know you're saying Pastor Pastor. So that's annoying me, right? He's like, Pastor PD, this is George. I said, huh? He said, that's, the Lord gave you a name, George. He was an usher, but he went out to run an errand and came back. I said, oh, hey, George. <laughs> and so I prayed for him, and the Lord ministered to him and so forth. And I'm telling you, God wants to do more. He wants to do more. One service, I shared this. One service, I heard the sound of heaven. I never heard the sound of heaven before. And it was, it was beautiful. And there was different things that God did. Pray for one God to, I was praying for him to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And I spoke a Lagundan word. That was my tongue. I was like, man, this is good. You know, they told me, oh, you spoke a word. And got the other guy filled because he heard that. I was like, let me do it again. And it wasn't. <laughs> but I'm telling you, God wants to do more. Amen. So it starts with a desire. God, God, God put that desire to speak George's name. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll just put a desire in your heart. Amen. Here we go. Here we go. So how do you receive these dreams from God? Right? I'm not just talking about the spiritual dreams, but how do you walk in them? How do you, how do you know if for sure that this is a dream from the Lord? All right. The first thing, it's, it's, it's pretty much easy. It's, it's, well, it's easier said than done. It's to acknowledge him. You just got to start out acknowledging. Acknowledge the Lord. When the last time you acknowledge him? Trust in the Lord with all your what? How can you trust with a wicked heart? That's a recreated heart. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my understanding. And in all my ways, acknowledge him. So I'm going to acknowledge him. I'm going to acknowledge him when I wake up. I'm going to acknowledge him throughout the day. I'm going to acknowledge him when I go to sleep. I'm going to say my prayers over, I'm going to say grace over my food. I'm going to thank him for the food that he's blessed me with. I'm going to thank him for blessing me with a brand new dawning. I'm going to thank him for blessing with the activities of my limbs. I'm going to thank him and I'm going to acknowledge him. Some people say, well, you know, um, I'm just going to praise God for who he is and not what he's done. Garbage. I'm going to praise what he does is what he, who he is, who he is. He is what he does. I understand the song, because of who you are, I give you praise. That's nice. But David says, I praise him for his mighty acts. <laughs> Let's get biblical, right? You praise him. For, you don't even know who he is when you don't know his acts. <laughs> um, uh, uh, it says the children of Israel knew his acts and Moses knew his ways. <laughs> I'm telling you. We praise him, we worship him, we acknowledge him. Praise and worship will, will cause us to acknowledge him. Number two, um, you talking about some dreams from God, you got to become rich in the word, rich in the word. That means you got to have, you got to fill yourself up with God's word. Because the more words you have, the more your desires will be for him. So be rich in the word. Baptize yourself in the word of God. 
Think about it and meditate on it and speak it and, and, and let that become your reality. Number three, you got to pray in the Spirit. Everybody say, pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is not limited to praying in tongues. You, you tell somebody pray in the Spirit, and, and sometimes I think we have done a disservice to people is we go right into tongues. And you like a shotgun. I mean, just like we just go right. And you don't hear nothing. You don't hear nothing. Just, just, and you miss the spirit. You know, you can pray in the spirit in the flesh. You can totally miss God and be praying, doing something spiritual. You can seek him so much that you miss him. The Jews did that. They were looking for the Messiah, looking for the Messiah, looking for the Messiah. And they were so into looking for the Messiah, they missed his coming, his first coming. Praying in the spirit is praying in your understanding and praying in tongues. It's not limited to tongues, but it includes tongues. And you got to get to the place you're praying with the help of the Holy Spirit. Today in prayer, at the beginning of prayer school, we said nothing. We went on, be still and know that he's God. So we were quiet for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just quiet. Sometimes I think we do a disservice by, Lord, I need this, Lord, I need this. I declare a decree. Oh, God. And I mean, it's, it become a ritual. It's a mantra. We just go through the routine. We, we're stuck in a rut. We, 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 we approach the spirit just what we've been used to. If we're used to crying, we go right to that place of crying. You know, God, I'm so appreciated. I love you, Lord. You just go there. Then some people, they go and they, they quiet. Lord, you know I love you. You get stuck there. But you know God wants to do more in your prayer life? Sometimes he wants their laughter. Sometimes repentance. Sometimes a place of adoration. Sometimes a struggle like Jacob. You're wrestling with the, with, with, with the will of God. Some people say, I don't, wrestle, I don't ever wrestle with the will of God. Garbage. You're a liar, and the truth is not in you. There's times that you do struggle with the will of God. Epaphras, um, Colossians 4, he, he struggled with the will of God. Jesus, the ultimate master, the, the ultimate prayer. You can't even get better prayers than him. And he struggled in the garden, if it's possible. Is there another way to redeem this, these men? And these women, look, Lord, all over the world, is calculate another way to get this job done. Is it possible? Do I have to be separated from you? Is there another way? And he turns around and says, not my will, but your will be done. So, there, so be open and praying in the spirit and praying in your understanding, praying in the spirit and flowing with the Holy Spirit, being in sync with the spirit. You begin to do that. You'll pray out the will of God for your life. I've been a part of a church. All they did is pray in tongues. And I've been part of a lot of churches. All they did is pray in English. <laughs> and I'm like, both of y'all wrong. <laughs> y'all both missing it. You got to have both. Praying in the spirit and praying, praying in tongues and praying in, in English and going back and forth, praying out the will of God, praying, seeking the Lord, 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 I, I, and the Lord will lead you and guide you. He'll begin to birth some dreams in your heart, Get, begin to take you on a, on a journey that you've never been before. You'll begin to have adventures. Everybody say adventures. Adventures, not, not, not just in life, but adventures in the spirit. 
I'm not talking about something creepy and creepy or stupid or, or, or wild out, but I'm talking about having an adventure in prayer where there's a refreshing of the spirit, the promises of God when it comes to prayer and the rivers of living water flowing out of you and the things that will refresh you. You've been weary. And if you just get into the, the flow of the spirit, you'll have some, some strength to make it. You'll have some dreams that you never thought about. You know, God will lead you into some dreams that, you, that never crossed your mind. He'll put some desires in your heart. So how do you get these desires? Acknowledging him, being full of the word, praying in the spirit. Then you got to follow after peace. Go after peace. And then, then the next one is the wisdom of God. You need the wisdom of God. And then write down thoughts that you get in prayer. Thoughts that come to you. Sometimes they don't necessarily come through prayer. Sometimes it could be a commercial. It could be a YouTube ad, something, a pop-up, and a thought will come across your mind. How many know you need to write it down? Because a long memory is better than a, I mean, a short memory is, is um, I'm missing that, messing up. But a short memory, I mean, a long memory, uh, a short pen is better than a long memory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so. Write down things. Some things, if God gives you things in prayer or meditation or reflection or stillness or throughout the day, write those things down. Don't, don't, be, pro, don't be presumptuous that God's going to give them back to you. <laughs> write them down. Have you ever had a thought that was banging, that was good, that was fruitful, that maybe could have set you up and you let it go? And then you're trying to figure out, what's that thought? Then he's like, Lord, I call it back in Jesus' name. Call recall, supernatural recall. I'm not saying, he'll do that. He'll do that. But let's be faithful. Prophecies that you receive from the Lord, from other people, or from the Lord yourself. Write them down. Write it down. Get you a journal. Get or Have a note in your smartphones and, 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 and words from the Lord. It could just be a word, a thought. Sometimes I, I think... There, there's something here with the mind and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will influence your mind in ways that your mind has never experienced. He wants you to have the mind of Christ. And so he'll put a, just, a, just a subtle thought. All of a sudden, um, I'm going to tell you what happened. One time, we, we were, um, um, I, I have the bills of the church on auto, right? So PSNG bill and stuff like that. Sometimes those things... Don't go through. For some reason, it'll just not go through. So I, so so we don't have a mailbox here. So somebody put up like a letter and was like PSNG KLM, and I so happened to pick it up. I picked it up and I looked at it. It was a shutoff notice. And guess what? The day was the day I, I saw it. What if I never? And I had the thoughts: just you need to open this mail. It was just a thought. It was so subtle. Then <laughs> we would have came on Sunday. <laughs> it would have been shut off. They're like, what happened, Pastor? <laughs> How many know God is interested in the smallest things? What if I would have missed it by not opening up the letter? Because I'm thinking things are automatically coming out. And that one particular month, it didn't, two months, it didn't come out. So it was a shut off notice. I said, what the heck? 
<laughs> this is embarrassing to the kingdom of God. <laughs> Are you with me? Subtle thoughts. People want to hear from God. God is not speaking to you like you hear me, right? He, if he does, great. That happens maybe once in a lifetime, right? Maybe twice, maybe three times. I don't know. People who say they always hear voices, be aware of them. Run for your life. Are you with me? I'm warning you, you don't see that in Scripture. Always a voice came to me, voice came to me, a voice came to me. No, no, something ain't right. You always hearing from God? You always get a vision? You always have a dream? Something is not right. God does not operate that way. I got, when he's, sometimes they would have dreams, it would go for 10 years, then they have another one. A vision I'm talking about. You know, it's like these people, they always hear stuff and it's cuckoo. Ooh, flaky, flaky Christians. Stay away from the flaky Christians. I'm telling you the truth. It, they will ruin your life. The Lord told me you're supposed to marry so-and-so. The Lord didn't tell me that. I didn't get that in prayer. Or some, somebody said, you're supposed to be my husband. Oh, really? One girl, she fasted and prayed over me. You missed it. Come on, go ahead and fast. She fasted 40 days, went hard. And grandma calling me, are you supposed to be her husband? No, 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 no. I don't like her. I, she's not in my desire. No desire in my heart for her. And he leaves me. He puts desires in my heart. At least I got to be attracted to you. Some people say, well, the Lord told me that you're my husband or you're my wife, and I'm not attracted to you, though. That's the most ridiculous thing on earth. Really, you're not attracted, but that's your husband, that's your wife. And I've seen it. People, God never told me Courtney was my wife. I, I, most people that say that, I, I just don't believe them. That's just me. All right, God might have told you you're your spouse. I know somebody right now. I know two people. One guy, he was in college. He was dating. Uh, he saw this girl. He led her to Christ. And he, he going to say, the Lord told me you're my wife. Another one was in, uh, 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 they were, um, and um, they were teenagers, and the Lord told her, that's your husband. Both of them are divorced to this day. So where's God? Somebody always, you, God does not give us prophets to direct us. People prophesy to me often. I'm like, okay. I don't despise it. But if it doesn't resonate in here, whatever. Somebody prophesied one time, the Lord said, shut down KLM and go back to Agape. I said, okay, mm, yep. Don't be moved by this prophetic, and I don't know why I'm on this a lot. Um, just don't, don't, don't be moved by, okay, so what? You gave me a word. Praise God. I got that in prayer too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, we pray a little bit, God will speak to all of us. <laughs> um, so write down those thoughts. Don't miss those opportunities, those god opportunities. You, you, it might be a small thought. And you even notice if you, you go to one thought, it leads to another thought, leads to another thought, leads to another thought. God will give you wisdom like that. I think sometimes we, we, we I, I, I'm just telling you about me. Sometimes I used to think like maybe an angel will come and give me everything I need. Or, or I hear a voice, oh, Dwayne. We're like, yes, <laughs> I've been waiting for the voice. <laughs> Most of it is not that way. It's Internal. God leads from the inside out. He doesn't leave from the outside in. And most of us base our decisions on the external. God wants me to have this house if I qualify 
for this amount of money, and they give it to me. That's how most of us are led. What if God leads you to the house that you don't qualify for? What if God leads you to a program that you can't afford? God asks you to do something that's going to require your faith. <laughs> now, don't go be stupid and get into a situation that you can't afford. But I'm saying to you that don't shut off the door because it doesn't look right naturally. We're to walk by our faith, not by what we see. Are y'all with me? That's all I got. I want to help you to become kingdom creatives. I want you to dream dreams and allow God to lead you and guide you. And if you get this throughout this week, throughout this month, throughout the rest of the year, please contact me and let me know. I testify of what God is leading you to do with your dreams. Don't just sit back and expect it to automatically happen. I think sometimes people think that Christianity is a passive religion. Uh, it, it's, it, it's engagement with a living God, a God who still speaks, a God who still leads, a God, the God who, who gives dreams and visions and use, use our imagination. Let me pray over your dreams. Father, I pray that you would anoint our ears, anoint our minds to hear what we have not been hearing. And I'm not talking about physically hearing, but spiritually with our ears. You said, he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And so, Father, we make a decision to hear with our spiritual ears. Spirit of the living God, we release you to lead us and to guide us, to put desires in our hearts. Father, we'll be open to whatever you want us to do, to say, to go, to be. We're not married to our dream, but we're married to the will of God. Whatever your dream is for us, that becomes our dream. And Father, we yield to, to that which you have placed on the inside of us. Holy Spirit, just lead us. and Let's just pray real quick. Uh, Father, lead us and guide us. Come on, open your mouth and talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to Father God. Talk to Jesus. Father, lead us and guide us. Spirit of God, place birth dreams in our hearts, birth desires in our hearts. Lord, there's more to this life than we've been walking in. God, is more than just having a financial breakthrough. It's more than just having our marriage right and our kids right. Father, there's other things that's on your mind that, that includes the Great Commission. God, Father, forgive us for being self-centered and just focusing on needs and, and barely making it. God, you've got so much more, so much more on your heart and your mind for us. God, we pray for that wisdom. We pray for that wisdom, God. We pray for that wisdom in the name of Jesus. We pray for that wisdom, God. God, birth that which you've placed inside, what you called us to, God. Come on, let's pray a little bit. Let's come on, tap in a little bit. I know it's past the time we normally get out, but just pray a little bit. Father, I pray for, for the desires. Give us the desires 
of our heart, place those desires in our hearts and give them, cause those desires to come to pass. And mambre, zambre let us become inventors of good things. Let us become inventors of godly things. Let us invent things that will benefit humanity. Father, I want us to, to, to repent from being stuck. Lord, forgive us from being stuck. God, I, you know, I've been stuck a lot. <laughs> and so, Father, move me from this rut. Move me from this place of being stuck and not dreaming big and thinking big and, and, and being who you called me to be. Come on, pray. Pray a little bit. Let's just pray a little bit. Come on, press in. Mambre. Zande kisindo omari indondo bra vamboko nama makambreki makaisindo nambreki sinda daba namabre vamboko sonda mbre ah vamre zanda bre kondo konsando nambre namakandamba sandamba adamreki sinda makonsando mamba vamreki nda nambre sindi kisindo mbre Amaimi, namba kiss in the bambre, sindo koshandarambre, nana bamba breaking. Father, I thank you. I thank you. For those who feel lost and those who don't have a great ambition, Father, move in their hearts, even this week, Father. Move in their hearts, and Father, let us let us dream big. Let us let us think big, Father. God, I pray that you'll deliver us from small-minded people. In the name of Jesus, people who have hindered our dreams, people who who have caused us to think that we're we're abnormal, and we are. Father, I thank you for, for deliverance from average, average marriage, average life, average singleness, average salary, and average, Father. I thank you that we're not, there's nothing average about you, God. Father God, there's nothing average about you. Jesus, there's nothing average about you. Holy Spirit, there's nothing average about you. You're not the spirit of average. You're a spirit of more than enough. Oh God, I thank you, Father. I thank you for, for bringing reality of who we are in Christ. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Let's give God some praise for that. Amen. 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 This is a good day. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to be alive. I'm looking at a bunch of dreamers. I'm looking at a bunch of dreamers who's going to do some great things for God. Oh, yeah, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. From this moment forth, you'll never go back to average. Never go back. We're forgetting the things that are behind. And we're pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's some great things you're going to walk in. At the end of this quarter, the quarter of this year, is going to be better than all the first, first part of this year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your money is coming up. Your marriage and your singleness is coming up. Your parenthood is coming up. Your mind is coming up. New ways of thinking, new ways of living, new ways of speaking. 
And God, I pray that you surround us with good people, save and unsaved, to help us to come up with our thinking, come up in our way of living, come up, Father. Give us those friends. You called us. You called us to the poor. You called us to the rich. And God, I thank you that you called us to be a blessing to others. And so, Father, we want to prosper, not for our sake, but for the sake of the gospel to bless a bunch of people, Father. Thank you, Lord. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey, 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you.